Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. If you can find the time to explore the mind of a stripper, then you can find the time to spend with your actual family. Prime time with Isaac and Sue. Damn! What they on? All steroids and no carbs? Them thick ass kids. This is Prime Time. We're not like you. We're grown up. Your source for the best in local, regional, and national sports. Here are Isaac Ropp and Jason Sakanik with Primetime on 1080 The Fan. Hey, what it do? Ahoy! What's up? Good Thursday. How's it is, everybody? It is a good Thursday. It's a good Thursday. God, it's beautiful out there. Ah, Loving it. Loving it. Middle of November and we got this? Yeah. Crisp, not too cold, sunny. Let's go. Yeah. You know you're old when you're excited about mid-November weather. Let's do it. God, the weather's so great. a long sleeve t-shirt today. I feel great. Yeah, you guys think you don't care about the weather, but just wait till yeah, you're wait 47. Till you get old. Well, what else do you have? And you then know? wait till you're 70. At some point in your life, what do you got? And then you when just... you're 90, you're just you look, I look. If I'm first off, I'm not getting to 90 and when I am, I understand. You ever been around people that are truly old that just want to die? Like it's I know that there's like young like uh plucky 90-year-olds, but the vast majority of people that I know that are in their late 80s or their early 90s, they're just waiting. It's just like the, the the grim sword of death is hanging above their head, and they're like, bring it on. They're done with it. So, I, you know, 90, I'm, I'm all right. You tell me I'm not getting to 90, I'm not going to complain about that. Give me like, uh, give me 80. Give me 80, 81 years, and uh, and I'm good. Think anything after that, it's it's a coin flip at best. Well, I don't know why we're talking about that. The weather's great. Well, when you're old, because what else do you have to talk about? Not dying or wanting to die? Look at that, Ryan Buckley over there. Masked up, feeling good. Gave us a fist pump. Yeah, sure, why not? Welcome back. You're hey, just, thanks. You're just not happy that you're not dealing with a booger-eating sick kid anymore. That true? Uh, that is true, and also... <laughs> that true, that true! That true, that true! That true. Uh, also happy it's not the COVID. We got tested for that, too. Yeah, the COVID. What, uh, yeah, what happened do you over really there? know? Because like, you test once, and then like everyone I know, like you're like, hey, do you have COVID? No. And then three days later, you're like, yes. Dusty tested negative, and then two days later, boom, COVID. So the kiddo got tested for both COVID and RSV, which is the uh, the virus going around uh, with a lot of kiddos right now. And he tested negative for COVID, but positive for RSV. So we're pretty sure that's what it is. Mostly just uh, presents in kids. But uh, I'm only masked up. I feel fine so that I don't uh, share my air with you guys. Yeah, that RSV thing is a big deal. What is, do I should I know what that is or? Oh, it's just a respiratory virus. Okay, kids get it, hmm. and it's going around right now. 
And we, if, it's, if it's not, uh, if the kids are especially young or have respiratory conditions, it can be tough. We know friends of a friend who had their son hospitalized because of some low oxygen. And uh, a close friend of mine, their son had to be on a steroid because of it, uh, because the coughing was so bad. So it can get bad if you don't take action. But uh, my little guy's doing all right. That's cool, though. They get on some trend. You know, the kid's got some sweet lats now. Yeah. He's like doing some like one-arm dumbbell rows, pull-ups, the whole deal. Sure, why not? Right. Little kid's on steroids. Let's go. <laughs> Shoot him up. Imagine, like, I know that that's completely sick and in, like, a very, like, kind of East German sort of way, but wouldn't it be hilarious to see what you could do with, like, an eight-year-old all roided up? Well, do you remember? I don't think he was roided, but do you remember the the kid they called Little Hercules who was, like... uh, Yeah, I do. He he was this little bodybuilder, like, at that age, and it it seemed like his parents were doing... Well, I think he had, like, that weird... So there's a certain kind of cow that has this, where it's, like, it's... It's some genetic condition where you have, like, double muscle. Mm-hmm. It's like muscle on top of muscle. And I think that kid had, like, the genetic defect. Now, in cows, they, like, breed for it. He may have, but the parents were also treating him like a full adult bodybuilder at the time he was, like, six. <laughs> He's just putting creatine in his in his uh, little bottle. I'm sure that kid's well-adjusted now and not all screwed up. Oh, yeah. I, no, I, I, oh, I, I read something about him recently. There was a whole bunch of weird family stuff that went on. And, uh, yeah, not, not totally surprising like, you for this, like, life of uh, childhood bodybuilding stuff. I don't want to experiment on kids, but, you know, look, we've all been to, like, a youth sporting event, and you just want to, like, stab yourself in the eye. Like, you know, you go to, like, a t-ball game, you're like, oh, my God, what if we had a bunch of little Barry Bonds running around? You got some eight-year-old out there that's putting one over the left field wall. All of a sudden, that game becomes a lot more interesting. Before you know it, we're gambling on those games. <laughs> I'm in. That already happens. You ever, like, it, seriously, like, if you go down into, especially, like, in South Florida. Yeah. Dude, they take their little kid football seriously. And, yeah, there's, like, fights that break out. I want to say, I think it was before COVID, but uh, a bunch of shootings took place because guys were gambling thousands of dollars on little peewee football. And then, you know, that goes south. And next thing you know, someone takes out a heater and... You know, you're blasting away. Well, I know Dusty has said that when he was down at Southern, he was aware of, of bookmakers for high school games in the Ashland area, the Ashland, Medford, uh, Southern Oregon area. So yeah. there were, and that I mean, it was obviously it was before we had all of our electronic sports books. And so, uh, there, yeah, there were people taking that action. If there's a scoreboard, if, if there's a winner and a loser, someone's gambling on it somewhere. What was Jordan betting on the uh, during the the Last Dance documentary where they were betting on like how close you could get a quarter to the wall or something? Right, with the uh, the rock star um, security detail. Yeah, trust. Look, if you can, if you, if there's a winner and a loser, someone will gamble on it. And I look, if you've been to youth events, I understand why you're gambling on it. I know you're not supposed to say this, and me being a parent, the worst things that I ever went to in my life were my kids' events. Like I, I suffered through. Now, luckily, none of my kids played, um, you know, deep into the into the high school realms. But I have been to so many band concerts, theater plays, youth sporting events, and I can assure you, I didn't enjoy a single one. Now, I like going to support my kids, and I want them to have fun. But I, if you tell, like, the biggest lie that's told in the world is Instagram softball mom, who pretends. That the way she wants to spend her weekend is driving to Yakima to watch her kid play seven softball games and is like, in Yakima with this little cutie, greatest time of my life, then you need to have a better life. Because if that is your idea of vacation, if that is what you're spending your disposable income and time on, and you think that's wonderful, you have a mental disorder. 
or yeah. you haven't been anywhere else that's that's remotely fun. I actually I feel bad for my brother now who's four and a half years younger than me and basically got dragged all over Northern California like for soccer and baseball for like eight months in a row Ugh. and and then got credit for being a supportive little brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah like sure he hated it. Like that kid had a choice. Right. Yeah, well, we're going and you have to go also. Yeah, like when you're a kid, it's like, hey, did you go to church when you were a kid? Yeah, why? Because my parents were going. My parents made me. It's not like I woke up and was like, you know what I want to do today on Sunday? Put on some uncomfortable clothes and go kneel for a while. <laughs> That's not said no kid ever. Stop it. <laughs> You know, there's a solution to that. <laughs> Don't have kids? That's right. <laughs> you had to do U sports. Yeah. Yeah, you had there with me. Yeah. No, I did, but I'm just saying, like, you know, these are, for those of us that never wanted kids, Yeah. these are considerations. <laughs> they are. Look, and it's not, if you're doing the pros and cons, like, I understand. Like, I and I, I love my kids. I'm very happy I had them, but I totally understand when you're making the pros and cons list, I totally get why there's... That's a big con. There's plenty we of We highlight things. that one. Yes. Cost. You know, they're very, very expensive. Although I do I do like the idea of a high school football bookmaker. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's a market for that. Well, I think it's illegal. Of course there is. But, you know... <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> I just see Rob down there on a Dude, Friday night it. at the Lake Hey, Hill. listen. Like, if, hey, uh, what do you got on Jesuit tonight? <laughs> if if I knew enough about high school football to make the lines, yeah, because that's the thing is you got to know your stuff you to make be the smart. lines, or yep. else they're gonna these guys that know these teams they're gonna kill you. It's a sharp. It's a you know look. It's a it's a tough market. You know, How easy do you think it is to get inside information like injuries and things? Very like that? easy. I yeah. uh, see. This is something that I think now. Like Dusty's coaching now, so I think he's out. Plus, I think he has some sort of moral backbone. Dusty is very connected to the world of high school football. I feel like with the fan man, we could do this. Also, Swigard. I think Nemec would be good. Ooh, yeah. He would. He could set lines on high school games. Yeah. Well, and he he's got all the uh, the ins and outs on 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 the the Tell stud what, athletes. Here's 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 the business pitch. Okay, Suk. You're our muscle. <laughs> we need to break some legs. We need you to atti- intimidate some people. I understand, because we're going to have to collect. Yes. <laughs> I will be the money guy. Nemec sets the lines and has yeah, all the insider info. Yeah. And I'll I'll take the wagers. <laughs> I I'll, lo- I'll be the... Uh, I the, love this. The book. I just love the, the idea of us... This is a great... Dude... We're on to something. Yeah. yeah. I love the idea of standing outside of like a high school stadium <laughs> at the gate and just and be like, uh, we're going to need no, to talk to you for see, a second. The way, come, I, come here. Come the way here. I see this going is I, I see it where you have to know, like you dads, like we have to keep it on the DL. Like a speakeasy sort so of the thing. the dads got to know who we are yeah. and they got to come up to us, hey, Robert, <laughs> I'm the is it wrong that I picture you in some sort of fedora? <laughs> Maybe. Hey, where where do we find the guy in the fedora? And that's right. You know, I see him in those like yellow tinted uh, glasses, you know, oh, with kind yeah. of aviator style frames, but yeah. they're like the straight yellow look through <laughs> that you can wear inside the casino. Yeah, hey, I need I need some signature look so <laughs> yes. people know who I am. Yeah, something that stands out a but little bit. But others don't. <laughs> that's the key. Well, I, I love that. It's a great idea. Well, LNA's got their sports book open. Can we? You know, what's what's, hey, what's with some high school sports? Great transition you're welcome great transition i have an announcement to make mm-hmm. live on the radio did you guys know well you probably didn't because i'm announcing it uh, but, but i knew Suk knew and i don't know if buck knows i knew we are we have a road show coming up doesn't happen very often our show will be live from alan a sportsbook <laughs> let's go three to seven on monday November 21st. Let's go. Sportsbook open. Let's make it happen. We will 
go. Yes. We are going there. And unlike other shows, I think a lot of people are like, they give you their picks. I can assure you that real money will be placed. Uh, real wagers will be placed. That always rubs me the wrong way when people give out their picks. You're not allowed to give out picks unless you're actually putting money on the games. Stop with that. Who are you talking? Uh, You you clearly are directing some ire at someone. There's just plenty of people out there that love to give their hot picks but are not actually willing to put their money on the line. Hmm. And that's all I'm saying. If you're giving out picks against the spread, have some balls and put some money on it. I just think there's a lot of uh, I think there's a lot of posers, a lot of posers out there that love to do the oh I'm red hot on my picks. Are you making any money off of it? Well, I, I you know what I think happens the most in in sports gambling is the I hit the big parlay, which you may have done, but we don't ever hear about the twenty or thirty it takes you to get there. You right. know that, that all the losers that you hear about all the oh yeah I had so and so on the money line plus four fifty. Well, how many did you have on the money line that didn't come home? That's right. Nobody ever tells you about their losses, but they love to tell you about their wins. I'll tell you about my losses. Have you seen the Green Bay Packers? Although, I actually won for the first time. Well, I bet against the Green Bay Well, you Bay believed Packers. in the fighting Dan Campbells is what you did. Absolutely. Although, to be fair, I've lost a lot of money. The, the Lions and the Packers, if you eliminated the Lions and the Packers bets that I have lost this year, I'm having a good year. I, I would be through the roof. The Packers and the Lions have absolutely murdered me. And so what happened when the Lions and the Packers finally met? I Something had to give, and I did go with the fighting Dan Campbells, and thank God I finally won money with, with a game involving one of those two. So for those of you up there in Callitz County, right? Yes. Am I right about that? You are correct. We will be there at a on the 21st. That's a Monday. Woodburn. Let me look at the or Monday not night Woodburn. Game. Uh, Woodland. That would be the, uh, that's the start of Callitz County. The center would be Clark County. Oh, like, really? Yeah. Yeah, the center, you're still Clark County. Oh. And A&A sits like... So the so I-5 is like right on the line then. Well, I mean... Because was... Cowlitz, because A&A is on the east side, or the west side of the of I-5, right? Yes. That's Cowlitz County? Well... And then east side is the center? Yeah, I mean, it's not a straight line, but yes. If you live in the center, you live in Clark County. If you live in... Like, when I lived in the center up in, like, the country... I, I was like less than a mile from the, and if I had been half a mile the other direction, then I would have been in, in Cowlitz County. So it's like, yeah, it's just, it's split right Exciting. there. So Exciting. Exciting county talk. The Monday night game that we will be there for, uh, Niners Cardinals. Yeah, that might be all right. Did you watch any of the uh, Hard Knocks uh, in season with the cards? No, no, you didn't. That that's out. That it came out last night, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I did not. Yeah, it's it, it's they do and they picked it up. It was this week's game. Okay, I thought that's how they were going to go with that. I wasn't certain if they were going to you know take it from the start of the season, but no, they they got it involved in this latest disaster. And you know, Buda Baker was doing a very uh, you know I'm tired of losing, and DeAndre Hopkins hates Kyler Murray, and so that was all kinds of fun. <laughs> You know, they had that, uh, we saw the mm. sideline interaction where they were kind of getting into it um, on Sunday, and it turns out it was DeAndre Hopkins asking Kyler Murray what the hell he was seeing, and Kyler Murray trying to explain that he was, wasn't was seeing anything. Getting defensive. He is getting defensive. Okay, so Clark County, a a is in Clark County. We're being corrected by our, our listeners. So it's just the... County the, bros out there calling us out. Okay. They, they know so their counties. It is in Clark County. And I looked it up. Yeah, it's Clark County. Cowlitz okay. is north. 
but it's the Cal. I think it's the Calix Calitz tribe. Yes, right. So maybe that. Yes, I. It is there. Uh, they're the ones that built it. So I assumed that that was in Calitz County. That's what I assumed too. But because it's you know what you get for assuming. Well, it's yeah. You make an ass yes. out of you and me. But again, it's it's on the center exit. But I kind of thought that maybe that little pocket was because if you go one more exit up, that is Calitz County. Well, Woodland. You thought wrong, bitch. Oh. Well, we're right there again. This yeah, is we'll be I, up there. We're we're there. Hey, maybe you know what? You know, we'll for S's and giggles, let's go up to Callis County afterwards and just be like, yeah, yeah, we can go to the Carl's can Jr. Can you place up there. bets up there? No. Then I'm out. <laughs> you know what though? Right across the street from the A and A, there's that little Chevron right there. That's home of the famous. I think it's the Yardbird. Yeah, the chicken. It's the chicken inside the gas that's station. Called, that's called Callis Crossing. Yeah, and if you go in there, it's a standalone little chick. It's not standalone. It's inside the Chevron, and that was the one where everyone was like, "Oh my God, you have to try this chicken." And let me tell you, it's good chicken. If you're as far as gas station chicken goes, you won't find anything uh, anything better. So they're saying that's in Ridgefield. So that's right. What? So that means A is actually in Ridgefield. Oh, uh, hi, boy. I don't like know. the address of A. Let's take a look. It's at the Le Center exit, but maybe because yeah, you Ridgefield. cross over. One Callitz Way, Ridgefield. Ridgefield. That's not confusing. No. So it's in Ridgefield in Clark County. At the Le Center exit. <laughs> owned by the Callitz tribe. <laughs> take the Le Center exit, go to Ridgefield, Callitz County tribe, A and A, but in Clark County. Boom. Got it. And get some chicken uh, from the Chevron there. You're welcome. So we'll be there on the 21st with our show. Won't be in this studio. We'll be there. Yes. So we sh- we want you to join us. Okay. I'll be here. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Buck, you don't get to go. But uh, it'll be fun. Okay. <laughs> Sucks to suck, Buck. Yeah, it does. You know, Thursdays are busy here. We have Dan Landing at 4. We have Jason Quick at 5.15 and Roppin' the Bank at 5.30. Uh, my red-hot Portland Trailblazers <sighs> plowing their way to 39 victories. Heck of a road trip there. Money on. in my pocket. They're getting six tonight. I know. Did you see that? Yeah. Well, no Lillard. Oh, I saw them out? get nine. What's he? Is what's it, his, his move? Uh, he's just it's back to back, and he's sitting out resting the uh, <laughs> oh. the caffeine. I didn't see the Lillard thing. I saw the spread earlier of six. It's probably now nine because Lillard's out. Yeah. So no Nurkic, no Grant, no Lillard. I believe that is correct. You know what that means? What? No bet. <laughs> yeah, that's that may be a no touchy. These God, the NBA. These guys early in the season, and I totally get why because they just run them into the ground with the long season. It's early in the season. I feel like everybody's just kind of coasting, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely some of that. They're just, they're just, but we said this for years. Like LeBron's already shutting it down. I think. Well, he should. I also like to that uh, they're going to get that French guy. <laughs> oh, that's right, Pelicans. We did, we did this yesterday. I don't have. Their, I don't think they have their pick for like the next the two Pelicans years. Pelicans are going to get that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. I just love that L.A. is rumored to be like. They, they want to trade for every good player, but they have nothing to give back. Portland interested in Lillard. Portland's interested in, or uh, LA's, Wait, LA's interested Lillard. in Lillard. Yeah. LA was interested in Bradley Beal. Like, okay. Yeah. I, again, right. I'd like to state for the record, I'm interested in Halle Berry. Don't know what I have to offer, but I'm, I'm interested. Busy show. Dan Landing at four. Let's get our poll question in pertaining to Oregon, Washington, and its rivalry next on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink 
what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, here's our uh, poll question today. <clears throat> As always, it is on Twitter at 1080TheFan. Elon Musk's Twitter. Uh, AAA Heating and Cooling is the sponsor. I can't believe he paid $44 billion for that. <laughs> Family business, helping families for over 60 years, AAAIAQ.com. Today we are asking you, does the Oregon-Washington rivalry need an official name? Yes, the Kenny Wheaton Cup. (laughs) Yes, the Cascade Clash. Yes, the I-5 Throwdown. Or no, the incivility is plenty. I kind of like the incivility. Kind of enjoy it's that. It's just good on its own? Yeah. Well, I, I actually kind of want to call it that. Oh, the incivility. That's yeah. that, like the name of it? <laughs> so so you've added another yeah. option. Yes, incivility. Can we call it the uncivil war? I I, I kind of enjoy where that's, uh, where that's coming from. I always thought like some sort of I-5 whatever, you know. But I five throwdown, yeah. I five whatever showdown, sure, something like that. But I kind of enjoy the incivility thing, or I like to again, I'm going with the uncivil well, it war, is very uncivil. Yeah. I'm partial to the Kenny Wheaton Cup, but I know that won't sit well with about half the people out there. Yeah, most of the Duck <laughs> fans will uh, vote for that one, the Kenny Wheaton Cup. Something tells me the Washington fan not so much, and and while historically. You know, like where I guess recently Oregon fan can sit there and because they've been dominant. But you know, if you want to go back to the vast majority of of, uh, of this rivalry, <laughs> you got kicked in the taint way more than well, Washington whoa. ever did. <laughs> can I read you? So I was reading um, something on Fish Duck. Fish Duck. Yeah, Fish I, Duck has some excellent stuff. Do they? This is my first foray into Fish. Duck. I think it's essentially a fan blog that is pretty well informed though and does some really good deep dive type stuff. Now they posted this in 2019 so uh, I'm a little behind. Okay. Okay, But it was good. It was a comprehensive look chronologically at all the crap that has gone on between Oregon and Washington and it is way in depth. Now is it just football or are we talking the basketball stuff too? Cause They've they... got some basketball in here. Yeah because there was some good stuff there. Oh yeah the Aaron Brooks uh, throws a form at Ryan Appleby yeah. like pops him in the nose. Ooh Ryan Appleby. And yeah, yeah. The, you know the Nate Robinson the Webster you yeah. know little person stuff. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah. Nate Robinson uh, named that dunk over Jordan Kent daddy's boy. Remember that? <laughs> so I'm going to go back to 1908. I'll just give you a few of these. Like this is long. Some it's highlights. really good. But some of these like I don't know you just forget that it you, seems you, like you forget what happened in 1908. I often forget about 1908 as well. You forget that basically anything goes in football back in those days. Oh yeah. So in 1908, Gil Doby is hired at Washington. Now Gil Doby dominated the Ducks. Okay. 
And he fires the first shot in the feud, blanking Oregon 15 to nothing at Kincaid Field. Although the weather was not a factor, the field had been covered with four to six inches of sawdust. What? Why? Doby blamed Oregon's track coach, Bill Hayward, who was a trainer for the football team, fearing the slow field would intimidate his freshman dominant team. So he just covered the field in sawdust. You can do that. Like, that's the opening salvo, 1908. <laughs> this is like when Notre Dame let the grass grow high during the Bush Push game. Yeah, but I, sawdust? I think that's kind of fantastic. You imagine, like, you know, UW comes rolling to town at Austin Stadium. It's just, it's just covered in sawdust. And like, if they bitch about it, it's like, okay, really? Sawdust? You're going to complain about sawdust? <laughs> Sorry, boys. We both have to play on the same field. <laughs> Dude, the olden days were the best. Here's another one. 1911, let's fast forward three years. The Doby Bunk play... Washington wins 29-3 in Portland using a trick play orchestrated by Coyle. Uh, his, that, that guy is Wee Coyle. He was the quarterback. Okay, good old Wee Coyle. He pretended his leather helmet was the football. All of, all of the Oregon's defensive players chased the helmet-lugging Coyle oh my God. while on the opposite side of the field, a lonesome Wayne Sutton <laughs> carries the real pigskin over the goal line. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Old-timey <laughs> sports are the best. And I just, all right, see, here's what we're going to do, boys. I'm going to take off my helmet, hold it under my arm. Everyone will think it's the football. I like you, that touchdown scoring Wayne Sutton was lonesome. Yeah. Wayne I mean, Sutton's I don't know what was there. around him, but was he really lonely? He's just over there with the football. Yes. Okay, next year, the very next year, a touchdown under the bleachers. Washington blocks a punt. The ball goes behind the Oregon end line, coming to rest under temporary bleachers. The ball is recovered by Washington and is ruled a touchdown under the rules of the day. Washington wins 30-14. to 14. Whoa, 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 rules? So... What? That's got to be showing up like Sandlot style and be like, all right, here's the house rules. This is yeah. out of bounds. This just, is in play. So, you know, under the bleachers is legit. You got to prove yourself under the bleachers. You don't know what's going on there. <laughs> under the bleachers it's a good spot is. for a Donnybrook. <laughs> that yeah, counts? A a scrum. It counted in 1912. <laughs> someone had a nail like attached to like the inside of their cleat and they're stabbing someone with it down there. I'm envisioning the Anchorman fight now or something akin to it. Right. <laughs> the 1915, majors. Oregon and the Cal Colleges, Oregon State Aggies and Washington State Aggies, refused to schedule Washington in hopes of ending Doby's unbeaten dynasty. So Doby is dominating them. Yeah. And Oregon says, yeah, we don't want to play you. So the solution to ending the dominance is we just won't play you for a while. I like it. Didn't work. 1916, it is said that Dobie, 59-0-3, meets his match when Oregon holds his charges to a scoreless tie in Eugene on a field that resembled a lake. <laughs> Oregon covers herself with glory and mud, and her students that night celebrate a victory in Portland, lauding the heroes to hold Dobie's eight-year champions to an even break. A so winning tie, then. Because you said yes. they celebrated victory, yes. a victorious This tie. appears to have been written in 1916 as well. I just so that's boy, that was one hell of a party that night. Hey, what happened? We didn't lose. Well, I'll skip over some of this, but then you this is the big one, and you you know about this one, and this was kind of the where most people point to. It's the old the vote, right? In 19 what was it 60. 1948, sorry, it was a little earlier than I thought. The Rose Bowl vote, Cal goes to the Rose Bowl over Oregon, who who everybody thought would go, but yeah. it's because Washington voted for Cal and not Oregon. Yeah. Back then you had votes. Yeah. <laughs> they screwed him over. So they screwed him over. That's where I think a lot of people think the it venom. all started. But you forget about Doby and his dominance <laughs> and his leather helmet football play. 
By the way, I just think that's genius. <laughs> that's again, you you miss a little something in today's modern football with this whole you can't take your helmet off and helmets being painted different colors as opposed to it. Could you have? Could you have a helmet now? Like you're doing all these uh, fancy designs. Can we just make a helmet that looks like a throwback? Like, is that the next step for the Oregon Ducks? Is to go back to uh, go back to the old timey days? Can I give you a couple more? Yeah, please. 1962. Have you heard of the Larry Hill incident? I don't think I've heard of the Larry Hill incident. I know of the vote. <clears throat> Washington fans rush onto the field and tackle Oregon's Larry Hill as he attempts to catch a pass in the end zone to win the game. Football was so much better back in the day. Is that was it Woody Hayes? Who was the famous coach that like hit the dude coming well, off the well, sideline? Yeah, right? Woody Hayes. He just punched someone. I think that was. Oh no! There's another play though that's famous where a player jumped off the a player coach jumped off the sideline and, and knocked a dude who was clearly running for a touchdown. 1968 recruiting wars erupt because Bobby Moore, Ahmad Rashad, Wait, did it? was from Tacoma. Yeah, but real quick, what happened with the? <laughs> I don't know. That's all it says. That's all it says. Like the flag they just tackled him. <laughs> Not a flag. Wasn't a player. Washington wins. <laughs> I've often say Washington was up to some shenanigans from from 1908 to 1962. I can see why Oregon hates them, but at the same time, can't you appreciate some of the uh, you, you appreciate some of the gamesmanship respect that Dol Doby and company had going on? So 68, Oregon gets Bobby Moore out of Washington, and that of course was a big deal. Um, later, of course, Jonathan Smith was the top running back in Washington. Oregon got him, and then you know you have 1994, Kenny Wheaton's touchdown. Yeah. We all know what happened there, and then. I think from there you know what's gone on in the series, but yeah. the Wheaton one I think was the the modern day um, I don't know the the turning point where it actually became a, a competitive rivalry, and then you know Oregon dominated that thing for you know two decades, and now I, I think we're back to at least a little bit of uh, some back and forth, which is it's always definitely been more competitive the last re- recent couple of years. Yeah. Because for a while there, man, Oregon was just, you know, they were alley-whipping them. And then, you know, Washington would be like, oh, look at the history of it. And then Oregon has to tell them to live in the now and quit living in the past. And it's 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 a better Pac-12 when you have these two going back and forth. And now over the next couple of years with, with UCLA and USC being gone, you can make the argument that these will become the standard bearers of the Pac-10 or Pac-12. And I don't know. I, I, I know Oregon fan wants to dominate this, but again, I always say rivalries are way better when you actually have some stakes and there's some back and forth. So that's from Fish Duck. I don't know what Fish Duck is bringing to the table, but I found that... Well, some good anecdotes. Yeah. I found that fantastic. Doby sounds like the Andy Reid or Sean McVay of the 1910s. Absolutely. That's right. He was an innovator. He's getting creative. By the way, Washington Washington leads the all-time series 60-48-5 is their record against the Ducks. What is it the last 20 years, though? So the Ducks have won 15 of the last 17. Yeah. yeah. 15 and 2. Yeah, it's, you know, so before that, I mean, it was really lopsided. And now we're getting back to, you know, some neutrality here. So that was by Richard Lindy of Fishduck, and he called it the border war, which that is not, I don't know if you guys call it the border war up here. But there is a. heard that? No, not really, because because the border war is Kansas-Missouri. And that was a real border war. Yes. Bloody, bloody, awful war between those slave, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, pro-slavery heathens. <laughs> well, they make me so mad I can't even speak. Of Missouri versus the Jayhawkers of Kansas. That is the border war, and if you read about it, it was really bad. 
um, between good versus evil, which is why I hate Missouri to this day. That is called the border war. So I don't I don't know why Oregon, Washington, some people think it's called the border war. Well, can you call it the border war anymore? Because we can't even call it the civil war. So are you still allowed to call it the border war? I don't know. We do. Hmm. Unbelievable. All right, so I'm there's disgusted. our poll question on Twitter, at 1080TheFan. Does the Oregon-Washington rivalry need an official name? Yes, the Kenny Wheaton Cup. Yes, the Cascade Clash. Yes, I-5 Throwdown. Or no, the Incivility. Don't need no name. I like the Incivility. All right, Dan Lanning at 4. NFL Q-Tips next. Here's Buck. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, Oregon coach Dan Lanning joins us for his weekly visit in 20 minutes. Uh, a couple NFL Q-tips. We've got uh, Falcons-Panthers tonight. Catch the fever. You excited about that game? Not really, although the last time they played, uh, it was a nice little ball game. And I will have a small wager just uh, on this. I'm going to go two units. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the Panthers getting three. They burned me last week. It was a big play because at Cincinnati, I got Joe Mixon to death. Holy cow. But teams that are coming off of, of big blowouts, I think it was plus 21, they cover the spread about 64% of the time. And I think this line is a little uh, a little weird, especially with Carolina being at home. I think this is an overreaction to Carolina getting bludgeoned. Look, they caught Cincinnati in a desperate spot, and Cincinnati came out and, and played the best offensive game they've played in two years. I, I think this is a, uh, a pick'em game, so I'm going to take the home team getting points here. So I'm going to take Carolina getting three in this game. Wow, look at that. Ropping the bank. There you go. Starting early. Starting I also early. have a pick in this one. I do, too. <laughs> I, I like the under. I, I think that these games... It's supposed games, to rain, right? And, and these games have been mostly ugly so far this year, the Thursday ones on the short week. And I also read a stat, thanks to the Action Network on Twitter not long ago, in division games, the last 43 matchups, 30 and 13 to the under. Wow. Okay. And mine's going to be a uh, teaser. So I'll just go ahead and tell you that I'm going to I'm going to tease Carolina to eight and a half mm-hmm. or no nine because they're getting three they're getting three. So a teaser means you can move a line either way. Six points. Yep. And you'd pick two teams, but they both have to win for you to hit it. So I'm going to tease Carolina up to plus nine because I'm with you on Carolina tonight. And I just don't think Atlanta will get separation. No. And, you know, I'm going to put them with San Francisco on Sunday night. San Francisco is favored by seven over the Chargers. And I do not believe the Chargers will be able to stop the Niners' run game. So I'll drop San Francisco down to minus one. So that is a two-team, six-point teaser for five units. Look at us start. I love it. Look at us starting already. Grind uh, is on. Yeah, Thursday night. We're starting. Yeah, start on Thursday night. Let's go. See, Verrett is out for the year with a torn Achilles. I yep. saw that. He, 
I, I he's just, the corner for the Niners. Yeah, who know. is supremely talented and and had been coming back from an ACL and is literally made of glass. Jeez, like he, man. it is. What is it about the Niners getting hurt in practice? Well, eighth guy going on the IR since the season began. Well, and and, and him especially, he just is a guy that can't ever stay healthy. But there, there's something in the water down there in California because it's not just the Niners. It is him especially, and it's just the Niners especially. Thanks, I feel like. Gavin Newsom. <laughs> <laughs> but the Chargers have this, right? The Rams. Oh yeah, Chargers banged up this year. The Chargers have been banged up but, forever. Like they've well, got. It does guys- seem like they've been banged up, but not like the Niners. Like I feel like the Niners are another level of banged up. Every well, year. yeah, but the Chargers are without the Chargers have been without. Well, they've got Keenan Allen, who's their version of Jason Brett, who's never healthy. But they they're out with that. They're two, uh, their their stud tackle, their best pass rusher, uh, their two top wide receivers, uh, Derwin James, who's one of their best defensive players. I feel like he's always hurt. They just I don't know. There's something about California where guys drop like flies down there. So yes, thank you, Gavin Newsom. All right, well, Carolina, Atlanta, catch the fever Thursday night football. Coming up next, uh, Seahawks are heading to Germany. They're actually in Germany, and they're going to play Tampa on Sunday. That's right. Spreckensy win for me. Let's go, Hawks. Tom Brady could break two more records uh, Sunday, and we'll get to that uh, next on The Fan. Sometimes it's hard. All right, they're going to Germany on Sunday. Seahawks, Bucks, pretty interesting matchup. Because you have Geno Smith against Tom Brady, and of course we know who the better quarterback there is. Yeah, Geno Smith. That's right. <laughs> He's been the better quarterback. And who would have thought that uh, that would be true? Zero. Even just a year ago or two years ago. Zero people. But he's out playing Tom, Tom's braids. Um, it's, it should be, you know, it's an interesting game. I mean, Seattle's playing well, but for some reason, uh, Tampon is the favorite. I think there is this, this hard-pressed... Uh, like dug in bias that when you have a guy like Tom Brady and I get why, but I think it's the same thing with Aaron Rodgers. It's, it's hard to admit Matthew Stafford and the Rams. It's hard to admit when teams that you thought were good are, are, are bad. And when you look at, at well, they the, have a good defense though. Yeah. But at the same their time, their offense is bad. Their offense is atrocious. I mean, their offense is, is uh, I think they're, they're scoring like 17 and a half, 18 points per game. Historically, it is the worst rushing offense we've seen in modern football history. Mm. And even, you know, we talk about what a mess the Rams are. And I know Tom Brady had the, the comeback there. But what are we talking about Tampa Bay if they don't pull that one out of the fire? I mean, they'd be three and six. And they probably should have lost that game. I'm sorry, this is just is not a good football team right now. And... Without that, you know, they they had that comeback win, sixteen to thirteen, and outside of that, they would have lost, I think, five in a row because I think they had lost four in a row previous to that. Well, yeah, they were two and zero. Yeah, they had lost to the Steelers, the Panthers, the Ravens, and yeah, then they pulled that one off against the the Rams. By the way, their other win was against the Falcons. I mean, look at this. I mean, losses against Green Bay, Kansas City, beat Atlanta 21-15, and then losses to the Steelers, Panthers, Ravens, and somehow pulled out a 16-13 win against the Rams. They're not a good football team right now. And I know at the start of the year, I I, I was on board with everyone. I thought this was a tank year for for Seattle, that you were just going on, let's get draft capital, right? (laughs) We're not going to be very good. We'll draft our quarterback. And I'm sorry, Seattle is a good football team right now. They have a good offense, and you take out the first four weeks of the season, this is a top 13 or 14 defense in the league. And if you go, if you take away like the first like five weeks, then this is a top 10 defense. It's playing good. So to me, I don't know why. I, I really don't know why anyone with an objective eye can look at this and say that Tampa Bay is the better team. Because they're just not. Tom Brady can set t- two new uh, records 
in this game. By the way, did you see that he set a record last week? Yeah, he sets a record, I swear, like every week. Well, yeah, he's old and been around a while. Yeah, and he's distancing, and he's and he's distancing himself from, from everybody. Well, he passed Peyton Manning for most game-winning drives in NFL history last week. Yeah. With his 55th. You know that? And by the way, watching him on the sideline, that is why Tom Brady returned <laughs> to football. Right he, there. He can't get enough. That is the drug yes. right there. Yeah. What That game that they pulled out last week is exactly why Tom Brady cannot quit football. Yeah. So the two records that he could break this week are international records. Okay. So I can't say that I knew that there was really international NFL records. Well, Brady has already started games in the U.S., Mexico, and England. Okay. So if he wins, he will be the first NFL quarterback, the only NFL quarterback, to start and win games in four different countries. Huh. Can't say I knew that. Because he won... Of course, he's won a few in the U.S. I bet you knew that. Yeah. He won in Mexico, and he won across the pond. Mm. Well, that would be in, uh, what, like London when they played, and now in, in Germany? Only two quarterbacks in NFL history have ever won a game in three different countries. And those quarterbacks, uh, besides Brady, and those quarterbacks are Jay Cutler and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Look at that rarefied air that he's in. Yep. Jay Cutler, Ryan Fitzpatrick, the and Tom Brady. of the elite. <laughs> And then the second record that he can break is he has thrown, he needs 258 more passing yards to pass. I'll, I'll make you guess who holds the NFL quarterback record for passing yards in other countries. He, ha, he needs 258 to pass this guy and break that record more for most career passing yards outside of the U.S. I don't know, like a Drew, now, Bree, Drew Brees it. maybe. Well, got, I've, I've got a guess here. It's a little bit out of bounds. Okay. Because... They're the team of England. Is yep. it Blake Bortles? Yes, Blake Bortles. Nice oh, one. Yeah, nice. Jacksonville played over there all the time. Nice. Every, like, I, they went over there like every year for like six That's years. That's right. That's why you're a sports guy, Buck. Mm. Uh, Blake Bortles. <laughs> That's why. King of international football. You think the people over in London think that Blake Bortles is the greatest? They're like, what is this oh, Tom like, Brady this thing? Amazing. Why He's did quite he literally the greatest quarterback they've ever seen. You should see this Blake Bortles guy. He's amazing. So Bortles has 952. Uh, sorry. Bortles has one second. Got to go to the calc. One mm-hmm. second, please. I've got it on my phone. Did you know that? Boop, boop, boop. Pretty nice phone. We're still waiting. waiting. One thousand two hundred and ten international passing yards. I have no idea if that's impressive or not. I just don't. well, he started five five <laughs> so over games. five games, so that's yeah. a little over. That's yeah. a that's yeah. like about two fifty a game. Yeah. <laughs> See, we're like yeah. kind of like eh. yeah. I mean, you know. International football. And then uh, Brady needs 258 to break that record. So he could break two records against your Seahawks. Someone put it up uh, last week. and I. But it's the first ever game in Germany, I should say. Yeah. They've never played there. And the Germans, by the way, of all the, the yes. Europe, they love American football. Do you know what I heard today? What do you got? So Tampa is the host team for this because yes. apparently, uh, are they playing in Munich? I think Munich and Tampa Bay are, ho- are like sister cities or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What I heard was that... The Germans are crazy about the Seahawks. Really? Yes. Why the Hawks? I don't know. No, I just know that football, when I was over in NFL Europe, by far the biggest country that embraced it was Germany. Like, we played to a lot of half-empty stadiums, and the Germans freaking loved it, and they've got several German football leagues, and that's a little, uh, a little football hotbed over there. This actually might be a, uh, you know, a, I mean, they fill it in London too, but this should be a good crowd. They said the German Seahawkers... 
are one of nine international fan clubs sanctioned by the Seahawks franchise. So they have a fan club over there. Huh. I had no idea. Well, I'm the, just giving the, you all sorts of The info. German Hawkers. Let's go. Dan Lanning, the Oregon coach, joins us next on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 